you simulate different things that you can't do in a, in the physical world but you can do that in the in the digital world Hello and welcome to Hims Cast. I'm Susan Morse, Executive Editor of Healthcare Finance News with Hims. I am here with Dijam here today. Dijam, could you please introduce yourself and your company? Sure. Uh, thanks, Susan, for the opportunity. Uh, um, hi, everyone. Like um, I'm Dijam Panigrahi, one of the co-founders of Grid Raster. Um, Grid Raster is the company that uh, uh, you know kind of drives the uh, the VR and AR experiences from the cloud. Uh, we are trying to leverage the best of the, the cloud AI and AR VR to augment both human and machine performance. Um, and you do work with digital twins, as I understand it. That's correct. I think digital twin forms the, the foundation of uh, all the work that we do. Uh, I mean, the way like uh, the digital twin uh, is understood, like, you know, there are many people explain it differently, but it's essentially is a software copy of our physical world and it behaves the similar way the, uh, that the physical counterpart kind of works. Uh, so um, all, the, all the environment that we work with kind of starts with digital twin. Um. I'm still confused by the whole idea of this digital world that exists. And we're talking about the metaverse. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, the metaverse. Uh, I would say it's it's a it's a little bigger uh, convergence beyond the digital twin. Digital twin is, is let's think of it as a as a software copy of whatever physically kind of exists, whether it's an object or a process. You can make a software copy of it, and then you can apply all the software techniques on top of it, which mostly we term it as simulations. And you simulate different things that you can't do in the, in the physical world, but you can do that in the in the digital world. Get the learnings and the insights and the outcomes, and apply it in the physical world. I think that's that's broadly how the digital twin kind of ends there. The metaverse is a uh, you know it's it's a much bigger that way. Like digital form, twin forms the basis of the metaverse, but then you add on the the different experiences. For example. Um, you know, uh, the, the telepresence, right? You take that digital twin and how can different people in different places be able to collaborate in that immersive environment? Then Metaverse also includes, uh, you know, the, the idea that you have this, um, uh, 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 you know, uh, the the participants or the users who are participating in that environment, the, the ownership of uh, that data kind of lies with the owner, which is, again, kind of secured in some way using the blockchain technology or basically blockchain is nothing but, um, you know, it's like a distributed database, which is kind of encrypted, right? So it's a convergence of all the, all the three, maybe all these three core technologies that what we call as metaverse. I'm nodding my head, but I don't fully understand it yet, mm -hmm. but I'm sure I will sure. because it's the future, <laughs> right? Disham? I mean, yeah, it's, it's the future. Um, uh, uh, I mean, the metaverse, um, in a way, like it's, it's the evolution of the internet, what you're seeing, right? Um, okay. you, it's not that, yeah, it's, it's not that something, it just kind of started today. 
I mean, uh, it's been there. Like uh, the whole idea is like today, mostly our interaction is two dimensional. Like, for example, we have this, you know, Zoom call, which is like in 2D, right? Uh, mm-hmm. As we go into the metaverse, all of the thing is going to be more three-dimensional, more interactive. We'll have a more presence. Like I, I can almost feel your presence. Um, uh, even if you are kind of in a remote location, I'm here. We almost in the metaverse could interact in a way as if we are physically there. And the technology is make that happen. I think that's the transition we are doing. It's to a more spatial, immersive, uh, you know, environment from this two-dimensional environment. How far away are we from that? Is that happening now or is that 10 it's already, years from now? Yeah, no, no, it's already starting to happen for sure. Um, uh, it's just before it kind of goes mainstream and everybody comes into it, 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 would, it would take some time because as the there are different components of the metaverse which needs to kind of evolve, which is kind of continues to evolve. For example, the fact is, in order for you to be in the metaverse, um, in the spatial metaverse, the way we are defining, you need to have an you know, headset that you should be kind of wearing, right? And then, um, you know, you should have the infrastructure to support the amount of data that it kind of spawns out, like, and all those things. And this is in the in the process. We are already seeing the metaverse to a large degree happen in the, in the enterprise space where you yes. have a much more controlled environment where uh, even if at the price points those devices are, they, it, it's still being kind of, um, you know, picked up by the enterprises just because the value it brings in is significantly outweighs the price it may have today. Like, for example, uh, in, uh, in, in, in manufacturing and aerospace in healthcare, uh, particularly that's happening in a, in a big way. Um, uh, I don't know if you, if you recently tracked uh, how, you know, the, the, the surgeons uh, from London and Brazil, they kind of, uh, in a coordinated in a VR environment to actually have a conjoined twins actually separated, which was earlier was very, very difficult, not possible almost without using, uh, you know, this medium. So this is more than having a virtual conference during an operation in one place where somebody is talking to you via mm-hmm. video, Zoom or whatever from yeah. another place. This yeah. is as if you're in the same room. Absolutely. And the, the, the best part of it is, let's, let's suppose the, the surgeons were kind of conducting that, uh, you know, in, in the case of that uh, separation that happened in a lot, these are like complex operations, right? So you could uh, it, it, it basically VR firstly provides you a path to kind of get things prepared in the virtual environment and practice certain things that you are looking from the, the data, which is basically comes from the digital twin of that and then be able to practice and conduct it. That's the first part of it. The second part of it, during the process itself, you can bring in the expert to as if like they're, they're, they're spatially, they're able to see exactly how the process is going and they can uh, annotate things um, in, in a three-dimensional environment where then the operators can pick that up and what they need to do, right? So it's all almost like the expert being there physically. Thank you for that expert explanation. I, I have a feeling I just got a crash course in Digital Twins 101 <laughs> on this. I have heard of the metaverse and digital being used, for instance, for surgeries mm-hmm. to practice before they're done. And you mentioned that. But mm-hmm. what does Gridraster do? Are you selling 
a product to healthcare companies, to health systems or, or whatever? And what are they buying? What? Uh, uh, so so uh, uh, how grid roster comes into picture is uh, we are not necessarily the the front end where all that application or the specifically kind of built out what we provide is something uh, think of the early days of netflix in a way they ne- not necessarily used to make make the movies but they used to make it possible to stream the movies okay. to any device so in a way you can see us in, uh, in that way that any application that is built getting built for the healthcare we can bring in the performance be able to stream that from the cloud and allow you know thousands of users even to collaborate on those environments and uh, you know uh, get a certain task done much better with better accuracy better performance and better scalability so we are bringing in that infrastructure piece what netflix used to do before they started making content i understand now so you're the underlying Software is that the correct way to put it? Yes. So we are the software infrastructure behind this whole, uh, you know, um, experience that is happening. So you may not be working directly with health systems. You're working with the systems that are working with health systems. That is correct. Yes, absolutely. I'm wondering how much of this is being used on a practical day-to-day basis by hospitals. I'm just trying to get a handle on that. Sure. Uh, uh, Okay. So. Uh, let's look at some of the big data points that kind of sift the, I would say, a pretty paradigm shift that happened during the pandemic, right? Yeah. Before the pandemic, a lot of the conversations were around, okay, we knew there are certain things that can be addressed uh, very well remotely, right? And there's a push towards kind of making that remote access to medical facility, so basically healthcare. Uh, and there's a quite for quite some time, that push was happening. But overall, of all the hospitals in U.S., I think 43% of the hospital really supported in some form of remote access, right? The pandemic kind of completely changed it, right? Today, yes. 95% of the hospitals support remote access. The moment you talk about the remote access, the best, the best way to provide that remote access is AR and VR, that the whole immersive environment, right? And and slowly what you're seeing is for many of those use cases, the AR and VR is being kind of used. One of the key things has been, uh, which I picked up well, has been the the, the therapeutic part of it. Um, uh, uh, there are a lot of companies that are working on it. One company I know pretty well is Applied VR. They are doing some phenomenal work on that. So that's one thing w- w- which is definitely happening. And then obviously, um, a lot of the healthcare um what I say um, from a training perspective, as you as you pointed out, I mean that a lot of that training uh, is uh, for this uh, scenarios are happening in in the VR environment, and they they are beginning to pick up in a big way. A lot of this is represented by you know the amount of money that's been put by um, the established players. If you if you have if you have been uh, tracking this, uh, CVS recently kind of they completely created a completely another um, you know. Um, uh, channel in a way to kind of focus on this metaverse piece, bringing in VR and the remote access and all that. So yeah, it's, it's happening across the board. Um, excellent uh, to hear that. What I hear, let me, I'm just going to say what I think I just heard you say. And, mm-hmm. and what you're saying is that during COVID, 
telehealth took off, which everybody knows about. Yep. But this is a step beyond telehealth. This is That's more correct. than just a one-on-one. So let's say I'm um, looking. I'm a, let's say we're on a telehealth visit near the doctor, uh-huh. and I need some behavioral health help or whatever uh, therapy uh, consulting, whatever. Uh-huh. How can virtual reality do more than what we're doing right now, talking back and forth? So instead of like, um, uh, instead of talking, um, uh, I can actually take you to an experience, right? Where you are, I can, I can create an environment for you uh, in VR where it can, uh, I, it's, you know, you, you can immerse yourself in that environment, which will kind of then help you relieve whatever the pain or the struggle, like what, whatever you are happening and which otherwise is not possible with putting, if you don't put you in those situational, uh, um, in those situational environments, then only you'll able to heal that. Uh, earlier, it was mostly, um, um, you know, I'll be guiding you through, I'll be talking about it, you know, I'll asking you to imagine something, but uh, now you can actually make that happen. That's incredible. So you can put me in an environment, let's say um, I have this fear of the water where I'm yeah. near the water or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, I, yeah. Are there any- fear of heights, fear of water, even the, in, in a big way in the military, the, the PTSD has been addressed using, uh, you know, uh, VR and it's picking up pretty big and they're scaling in, in a big way within, w- within the military because that's something is a known issue throughout. That's, um, so what do they do? Do you know with PTSD, do they put them back in a war situation? I would think that would be tr- traumatic, to do yeah, that. No, no, they basically, I mean, uh, they, they take you through the process to heal, heal that. Um, uh, I exactly haven't gone through that myself, yeah. but I know the outcomes of that has been uh, quite good, actually. Thank you, uh, Dijam. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you walking me through this, what must be for you, uh, something you work with every day. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering if there's something else you want to discuss about digital twins and what you see, especially for its future. No, we, I mean, the fact that we are kind of running a company exactly in this space, we are absolutely kind of, um, you know, positive about how it will kind of impact. And we are already seeing that impact that's kind of happening. Uh, the fact, what we have mostly seen is initially the train, so basically the operational aspect where there's a day-to-day operation, which kind of involves you getting everything right in a system, right? Yes. It all began with kind of training or it began with, uh, you know, some marketing pieces or some visualization. But slowly we are seeing that this technology is getting integrated into that overall um, operation part of the healthcare as well, right? That's one piece. The second is... One one of the key things that would evolve, like we have all till now, we have been all talking of the digital twin in the context of machines and all. And now you think of it that we may have a software coffee of ourselves, where it's more uh, which allows you to track certain things in in a real time, and it basically allows you to customize and personalize 
the the healthcare offerings to you not in terms of the or the advertisement or sales but more from what you would need uh, and tweak those whether it's a medicine whether it is you know uh, a certain uh, surgery needs to be done or anything it can be very very personalized and that's something that's going to kind of happen uh, using um, ar and vr and ai of course is going to play a critical role in that um, and one of the key factors I, i mean today we still have challenges around the data privacy privacy and a lot of that uh, hopefully the when this entirely the blockchain part gets integrated to the metaverse it will address it because uh, that's how it is like that is the the that's where the the database where it ensures your privacy is maintained the encryption is there and you own those data it doesn't go to anybody else which today is one of the biggest problems right so yes yeah so all of that is is going to kind of come through but one of the key things in that whole process would be that you know the the end user ultimately the people like uh, us or everybody who kind of uses the healthcare system get comfortable with that idea uh, get comfortable by using it maybe in their day to day life so that was those transition will happen just like the way you know we had this uh, using the mobile phone uh, you could you know kind of address some of the, your um, healthcare issues as well right so it's in the same way people have will get more comfortable uh, i am um, honestly we feel that you know medic uh, the healthcare but healthcare and education in particular we are pretty you know positive about in terms of the long term impact of it and very very positive impact of it it will reduce the cost overall reduce you know b- provide you a better quality of service um and much more uh, you know targeted um, uh, or personalized uh, care which will al- allow you to recover quickly so i mean all those things are going to happen but it's going to take some time we believe maybe 3 to 5 years is where you'll begin to see it as a really a scale which makes uh, you know a meaningful scale uh, today it's still we are seeing that but i don't wouldn't say that it has gone mainstream thank you i find this fascinating and you and you've brought up a couple of times about cost and of course i'm um, my publication is healthcare finance news and mm-hmm. how different things affect hospitals financially but it sounds like after initial initial investment that hospitals realize cost savings through patient experience through clinical yeah. care yeah. um any other ways that i'm not picking up here even like even their regular logistics and all they would kind of reduce a lot of cost by using this because you can simulate all that environment before you uh, take any decisions uh, all that would kind of come into play okay does this require special training by physicians or nurses or other staff uh you're saying for uh, for using the vr setup yes yeah or is it pretty once you use it is it like driving a car where you don't need to know how the engine works to to operate it yeah no, it's 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 getting more and more intuitive for sure uh yeah. i mean uh but initially i think those gestures as i said like there are multiple components within the overall technology like ar vr that you have the opticals here you have the processors you have the battery you have the sensors you have the trackers <laughs> so there are a lot of different things that come together to make it more uh, intuitive right so all of that kind of evolving um uh, in their own way 
uh, and evolving it pretty rapidly um, um, in fact so uh, when uh, when the bundle comes together some, we will have uh, some iphone moment at some point for sure <laughs> <laughs> thank you dishim that is um this has been terrific a very interesting conversation and i very much appreciate you being with us on uh, on him's cast No thank you very much. Thank you very much for the opportunity. We are happy to share our experience here what we are seeing and I'm glad we could be of any help to everybody who's going to listen to us. Thank you.